selective history of Spider-Man. Last week I covered. You can tell us about Spider-Pig. No. Spider-Pig has nothing to do with Spider-Man. That is a song that Homer Simpson sings in the Simpsons movie. You can tell us about Spider-Ham. Maybe. Welcome back to Couple Goals with s Hello. Episode 31. Loisima. <laughs> we did it. Hey, so let's just let's get right into it. OK, well, let's do housekeeping. All right. Do you always forget that part? <laughs> housekeeping. Oh, my gosh. Did we ever tell that story about Las Vegas? No. <laughs> let's tell that story real quick. OK. All right. Let's tell that story and then we'll do housekeeping. So for our 10th wedding anniversary, this month is our 16th wedding anniversary. So that's a long time. Yeah. But for our 10th wedding anniversary, we went to Las Vegas and which is where we got married, by the way. So that's why we went there. Yeah. Got married in Vegas. It was great. Highly recommend. Weddings are dumb. So for our 10th, we stayed at the Aria, which is a really nice hotel. Highly recommend or was six years ago. Right. I don't know. It could be it could be shit now, like went the way of Excalibur. But we go, we check in right away and right. we're like, let's like hump, you know, <laughs> let's hump. Let's hump. <laughs> let's do the Humpty dance or whatever. And because I'm old. it's probably like what it, it had to be afternoon, right? Between. Yeah, because it was between 12 and four. Yeah, because check-in is... I don't like remember what norm- time we got to Vegas, well, but it was early. Well, check-in's normally four. And but they let us in we early. Got, right. We got there probably around two. And we were, I was like, well, let's go see if they'll let us check-ins. And they did. And the first thing we did, we put a do not disturb sign or whatever That's high-tech fir- version of it. You remember they had it's, everything was like, like... You like stick a card or whatever in the card reader oh, and that it says it was, do not... I thought someone had like an electronic one that we stayed in. Well, some of them do that, but whatever. So we go and we're like... Put the do not disturb sign on. That's the first thing we do. Every, well, no, the first thing we do everywhere we go is Sean tears the goddamn place apart because he is paranoid about bed bugs. And you should be, too. So he takes like the mounted backboards off the wall because they have those tongue and groove things and he'll like remove them and then he'll flip the mattresses. He's like he's deadly serious. Yeah, I don't want bed bugs. That's how people get bed bugs. So that's the first thing we do. And then we. Well, first thing we do is actually put that. And then the second thing we do is remove everything. And then so then the third thing we decided to do was like a little eat and like <laughs> a little what? like beep, beep, beep ribby, ribby. <laughs> so we so we were like, yeah, like, let's do that. Yeah. So we were we were doing that on the bed. Like you do. And they yeah, we were doing it on the bed because married 10 actually, years. And we were like, the- I remember, <laughs> I remember what position we were in. So it wasn't Good for you. really I thought you were getting, the bed. I thought you were getting ready to tell the story. No. Of when we broke the luggage rack. <laughs> no. Also a good time. But. Um, we're, so we're not even like two minutes into we're like, it. We like just started. And which I guess for some men I've heard is just finishing. But like for Sean, that's like just getting started. Shit's an ordeal with him. So like. <laughs> You have to expound on that now. Why is it an ordeal? Sean takes so long. I can take less time. He can. I can. When we make deals, he can take less (laughs) time. Like when she's in a hurry. That's that's a bargaining chip he uses. (laughs) Like, all right, I'll take 10 minutes. (laughs) But like, 
otherwise it's like 45 minutes to an hour ordeal that's, he's like that's a bit much no 30 minutes not. tops jesus christ it's Except like when we stayed at Bel bellamere <laughs> bellamere it was like shit hung hangs open like mouth of tired dog <laughs> i was like it was literally five and a half hours it was five and a half hours you guys <laughs> it was great go to bellamere we should man we, maybe they can <laughs> we're gonna start a gofundme for a bellamere trip no right. don't do that like that's no maybe maybe they could be a sponsor no bellamere don't sponsor us oh that'd I, be great my vagina can't take it you don't understand <laughs> you don't understand you guys you have to like you need rejuvenation afterwards. It is it is like, whoo. So anyway, back to the story. So we're we're like we're going at it or whatever. Cause it's been ten years, right? So yeah. Vegas. Fucking bitch knocks the door. She's like housekeeping and, and just, like starts coming just in. Like yeah, just like a tap tap housekeeping click, like that. We're like whoa 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 whoa. We're like we are in the middle. Like of I, do not disturb. Sex. <laughs> We had the sign, though. That's what got me. I'm like, what? what's the We've point of the sign? Part. We've done our part. Right. We so, did it. And ever since Low then, <laughs> like, I lock every lock on the fucking door every time we go to a hotel. Yeah, all those ones that make it so that it like. Yeah. yeah. Any other locks, I just lock them all because they, they don't fucking care. Just comes walking in. Yeah. Dumb bitch. So, I, oh, you, you have actual show housekeeping you want to do, though, right? I do. I am wearing, which we are actually filming are recording yeah. this week so whenever i get around to it that'll be up on youtube hopefully like today whenever uh, monday whenever but it'll but, be up but it'll point. be up and so i'm wearing an isley bros shirt today it says i like coffee and like three people which is true <laughs> because there are three people in my family um and that's so that's the thing also i have a cold so i feel like everybody needs to know that yeah um other show housekeeping actually rate review subscribe facebook group is yeah like us on facebook instagram twitter oh yeah instagram sean has taken over the instagram he took over a couple months ago i try not to spam anything i try to just post shit that's funny or that's related to the podcast or both i don't go crazy or he and he doesn't use hashtags so you'll see i, I use hashtag he's just like you can use 30 hashtags on Instagram yeah. per post, right? I, I use like 10. Sean, Sean uses anywhere between 2 and 10. <laughs> and they are vaguely related. They're mainly Just related to, to things the... he's interested in. Well, yeah, like, you asked me to take over Instagram. <laughs> That's so, what happens. My personal Instagram is Maggie D. Isley. It has over 2,000 followers. Sean's Instagram, or nice. our couple goals, Instagram has a hundred. It's like 130. <laughs> it's cute. It, it's a cute little Instagram. He's been using it for memes. I have to tell you, I actually really enjoy our couple goals Instagram. We're going to be running a giveaway through there. So if you're on Instagram, you want to you want to kind of hang out over there, look at some memes, maybe get some merch. We're going to do like some books, just books we like, since that's the thing that we've been using. Yes. Hop on over there. I think that's it for housekeeping. Rate, review, subscribe. All right. So I have a news story that I I might have trouble getting through this news story. This is really fucking gross. Oh. This comes from The Guardian, which is a UK news outlet. All right. And uh, I'll just get right into it here. This is from September 3rd. So not too old. 
a cancer patient who lost most of his penis to a flesh-eating superbug after routine surgery no. has won a six-figure payout. Andrew Lane, 63, contracted the potentially fatal infection necrotizing fasciitis after an operation to remove his prostate gland in March 2013. No. His bowel was punctured during the procedure at Southland Hospital in Essex, but staff only noticed the injury six days later, his lawyer said. Lane from Thurrock in Essex, I don't know if you say that, that's how you say it, was rushed to rushed to theater, which I assume is like the surgery, but the damage caused by the infection was so severe that he was left with just an inch and a half of his penis. He lost his penis to necrotizing fasciitis which is just it eats your flesh you can get it from brown you, recluse spiders you could tell by the name yeah so yeah he uh his lawyer said the uh, south end university hospital nhs foundation trust paid him an undisclosed sum to settle the case in july lane said they've admitted their mistake but i've not had an apology and knowing that just a scan a few days earlier would have prevented all of this is very difficult to accept. I've been compensated, but I'll never get my health back. And I just want other people to be aware of how dangerous this flesh eating bug is. I want to discuss the fact that a six figure payout is not enough no. to be left with an inch of a dick. No, not even if it's like nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars. <laughs> like that's that's not enough. That's that's so terrible. And I have your know. penis eaten away by a flesh eating virus. That's worse than any horror movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, your face pretty much sums that up. So yeah, that's my <laughs> that's a, that's my that's my news story this week. I don't like it. He was left with an inch and a half of penis mm -mm. after nope. a flesh eating virus. Nope. Ate it away. Mm -mm. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope. nope. I, I couldn't imagine. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Ah, all right. No. So who's going first with their stuff? Me, because nobody likes my shit. So we got to get it out of the way. That? Here, oh, this is I have a theory for why we got no downloads. Yeah, like why our downloads tanked last week. I have I don't know if you remember, but I did a story about Gigi Allen sometime back. Yeah, <laughs> you, may, you may remember. And our the following week, the that. following week after yeah. Gigi Allen, our downloads went down. So the week before last, do you remember what I covered? Anal cunt. Anal cunt. And then our downloads tanked. And our downloads went down. <laughs> so, hey, we're just losing people that this show is clearly not for them because of of the subject matter. So I'm every damn time like you do, you do like the most ridiculous shit and then people are like oh i don't know who am i yeah apparently i shouldn't do controversial bands so like i'm gonna stick with more or or less controversial bands you know like maybe i'll do pussy riot or something <laughs> no <laughs> okay all right i'm going first because nobody likes my shit you don't know that like i just gave you the reason why our downloads went down I am terrible at recapping TV shows. I think it's, I find it very amusing. Just awful. Get into but okay. it, man. All right, so let's do this. So, okay, so we, as we left off, Dale Cooper got shot, right? So he's laying on the floor of his hotel. Right. And as you mentioned, he starts having visions. In the background, we hear Andy, who's the guy who cries. Okay. And he's like, he cries all the time. 
I'm going to turn off notifications for everything because when you're trying to use your phone, it's real. It's bullshit. So he's crying. He's calling out. And the waiter, you remember the waiter, the old waiter? Yeah. He enters the room and he places a glass of warm milk on the table and he hangs up the phone <laughs> with it instead of being like, hey, who's there? Yeah. He just hangs it up. And and he can't understand Cooper. Coop's like, call a doctor. Right. And he can't understand him. And then he leaves. This is in the vision, right? No. No? This this happens. Oh, okay. He leaves. So he's shot and the the old man doesn't do anything about it? The old man's like, hmm? What's going on? Here's your milk. And he had blood stain on it. Yeah, and he's like, He's laying on his back. Well, he doesn't have a lot of blood. Because remember, he's wearing, he just got home from a night at that casino. Yeah. And he was wearing a vest. Oh, okay. You don't realize that yeah. at this point, but he was wearing one of those like whatever Kevlar vests or whatever, yeah. because that's FBI standard procedure. Yeah. So he comes back in and he's like, he gives him a thumbs up because he's old and it's all very disconcerting. So then he starts his vision, a mysterious semi-transparent figure enters and we know him as the giant. Oh, yeah. His name in real life is Carl. Okay. Or that girl named Carl. Yes. But it's spelled C-A-R-Y-C-A-R-E-L, whereas the girl named Carl was C-A-R-Y-L. Okay. You made fun of me because I called her Carl. Yeah. But like, I could call this Carol, too. There's a man named Carol. So maybe he's Carol. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so he appears and he tells Coop three things. There's a man in a smiling bag. Yeah. The owls are not what they seem. Which favorite, is my tattoo. Your favorite. And without chemicals, he points. Right. Yep. Um, clear as mud. You, so you don't remember? No. Okay. Well, I don't know what you were. I don't know what you know. <laughs> as you right, like you to say to me all the time. But you have to you have to just pretend I don't know anything because it's your recap. Right. But you introduced me to the show, so I don't know what you know. I, I didn't. I was never like obsessed with it that's stupid you should have been so he asks coop for his ring and he tells him that he'll return it to him when he discovers the meanings of his clues so he vanishes after giving the fourth clue leo is locked inside a hungry horse and the clue is at leo's house leo if you remember from last week and last season one he's in a coma leo he's not really like in a coma he's brain dead oh okay because he's been shot a lot like so many times right at the hospital coop awakes and he learns of jacques renault's murder who was by leland palmer um and leo johnson's attempted murder oh wait wait, wait. we got a spoiler alert spoiler alert spoilers (laughs) lots of spoilers spoiler alert i'm going to tell you who did it it's for a 70 year old tv show no it's 30 years old and i'm gonna (laughs) tell you who did it Sean told you who did it last week, but I'm going to kind of tell you who did it like actually. Sean right. told you who did it in this weird round. Like. Sean was just like, hey, guys. I know the episode just started. But Leland Palmer's. The I just feel like 30 years is plenty of time for people to have gotten to that show by now. It's like their fault now. You're dumb. <laughs> like it hasn't been a week or a month been 30 years <laughs> like that's a lot of time it's plenty of time to watch twin peaks get streaming services now i feel like you know in twin or not in twin peaks and scott pilgrim Ooh, we should do scott pilgrim 
Okay. That's a good show. Movie. Movie. I've turned into such an old person. <laughs> I call every you call movie shows now. <laughs> anyway, um, when Knives is like, she's old. She's like 25. I didn't even <laughs> know there was good music until like six months ago. <laughs> like, that's how I feel like with Twin Peaks. So anyway, back to this. So. He he just finds out like about everything. And then he finds out about the Packard sawmill fire and he recovers because it's really just broken ribs, which still suck. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. he's not actually shot shot with well, shot. But he's not like broken skin, right? Like, yeah. Gunshot wounds. Yeah. Um. So Hawk finds a blanket doused in gasoline and Truman, uh, Tr- Harry Truman, the sheriff, concludes that Leo started the Packard sawmill fire and. So FBI Special Agent Albert Rosenfeld is played by Miguel Ferrer. We talked about him last week. Um, he arrives with Deputy Brennan and he alerts Cooper to this loose plank on Lee and Leo's front steps. Yeah. So they lift it and this is at Leo's house and they find a ton of cocaine <laughs> in Leo's <laughs> like front steps. Like an actual like 2000 pounds of cocaine. An abundance. An abundance of cocaine. Okay. So anyway, meanwhile, because of how this show shot, like, meanwhile, Audrey Horn's working undercover at One-Eyed Jacks, and she realizes her father, Ben Horn, is actually the owner of One-Eyed Jacks. Yeah. Did you know that? No. You don't remember that? No. Okay. Yeah, so he owns Horn's department store. He owns Great Northern, which is the local hotel, the nice hotel. And he owns it, the Canadian brothel and whatever that thing's called. Casino. Right. So Ben Horn, like they tell Audrey because they don't know who she is because she conned her way into this job or whatever. Right. They tell the, the madam tells Audrey, you know, oh, the owner likes to sleep with all the new girls. And she's like. She's like, oh, you know, like, whatever. No, she's a virgin. They they allude to that. And she makes it pretty clear yeah. when she's talking to Agent Cooper right. later. And they're like, you know, you'll have your night or whatever with him. Her, like, prostitute she's, name. I was going to say, she's a prostitute now, right? Yeah. So her prostitute name is Prudence. <laughs> and she's, so she's in there or whatever. And he comes in to, like, take her. Yeah. And she grabs a mask off the wall because the place is like really. Well, it's tacky, right? It's a brothel. It's like dimly lit. Yeah. Yeah. And she grabs a mask off the wall and she sees who it is. And she like she's like playing really hard to get because it's her fucking (laughs) dad. Incredibly hard to get. (laughs) Without like. Impossible to get, hopefully. (laughs) And ultimately he leaves because. Because um, Jerry comes, Jerry, the brother who was in the Warriors and all that. Yeah. He uh, comes in and takes boy because of something that happened with, I don't know, a business deal or some shit. Who cares? And meanwhile, which is like, which is, which is, yeah. So at the Palmer. Oh, Ferguson is Maddie's last name. I really kind of gloss over the whole Maddie Ferguson story. Yeah. Maddie Ferguson is Laura Palmer's cousin, who's played by the same actress who plays Laura Palmer. Yeah. And she's she like it's dumb. They added her character in to try and give that actress more work because they really liked her. But 
she is she's stupid and her storyline's dumb. She does have <laughs> a really good she does have a really good um ending though. But so she tells Sarah Palmer, Laura's mom, of this dream she had. And while they're talking, Leland Palmer enters the room and that's when he's singing that terrible song. Yeah. That mares eat oats and does eat oats and little lambs eat ivy. Yeah. Kittle eat ivy too, wouldn't you? Like that creepy shit. And both women start screaming because his hair has turned completely white. Yeah. So this is when, like, shit's starting to be like, oh, fuck. You know, <laughs> like, what's happening now? So back at the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department, Deputy Brennan has discovered the answer to one of the giant's clues. So Leo was locked in a jail in the Hungry Horse, which is a city in Montana. Oh, so that was on the night of Teresa Banks, which was one of the girls murdered by Bob a year before Laura Palmer. So that is the murder that's covered in Fire Walk With Me. Oh, OK. I don't remember. I saw that movie, too. But again, I, I saw it. It's a pretty good movie. I saw when it first came to video after its theatrical release. So it's been a, a pretty long time. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So at the hospital, Coop sees Jacques body bag, which appears to be smiling like the way it's oh. it's sitting. And that is obviously another answer to the Giants clues. And then at one eye Jacks, Blackie O'Reilly, who we met in season one, she's the madam. She flips out on Audrey Horn for not fucking that horn. Yeah. And uh, later that night, Coop is visited again by the giant and the giant informs him not to search for all of the answers to the clues at once. And that a path is formed by laying one stone at a time. He also informs Coop that one person saw the third man and that he is known to Coop. He ends the visit by telling Coop that he forgot something. Yeah. And then at the end of the visit, it cuts to Renette Pulaski spasming in her coma. So Renette starts having, having flashback visions of Laura Palmer being murdered by Bob. And after murdering Laura, they show Bob laughing maniacally. And that ends the season two premiere. OK, so that's all of season two premiere from here. I am not going episode by episode. OK, good. This is just this is just like this is the rest of season two up until episode seven. OK. All combined mishmash happens, whatever. Like I went back and Man, forth. How many episodes were in season two? Twenty two. Oh, okay. I watched up to episode seven. OK, because I was like, well, I watched all of them, but right. I rewatched up to episode seven because that's when it's revealed. And then I think in episode eight is when Leland Palmer. I, I don't remember what episode Leland Palmer actually kills himself, but spoiler alert. But <laughs> I. Uh, I Yeah. I, di I didn't watch up to that because it, that's kind of. Yeah, that's that's hard to watch, you know, how does he kill himself? Runs into the wall. With his head, right? Yep. Oh. Um, But I watched up until the end of episode seven, which is when he kills Maddie. OK. Which is also very upsetting. So moving on to more spoilers. Um, Agent Cooper and Sheriff Truman are are in Renette Pulas Pulaski's hospital room and they're interrogating her. 
and they show her a portrait of Leo Johnson and she's shaking her head like, no, like that's not, you know, he has nothing to do with any of this because they're still thinking he might have done something. Yeah. And they show her a portrait of Bob or, you know, the sketch. Yeah. And she starts convulsing violently. She knocks over her IV. And Leland, who spotted a poster of Bob, is like, oh, my gosh, I know that guy. He used to live next to his grandfather's um, summer house. So he's like, I'm going to go tell the sheriff because he like it was like, kind of unrelated. Like, so he like runs off and we don't see him for like three episodes. So it's like, OK, <laughs> bye, Leland. So at one eye, uh, back at one eye, Jack, Audrey Horn takes place of one of the girls that's serving Emery Battis. Now, Emery Battis is that fucking douchebag that I talked about how much I hated in the other episodes. OK, remember when we were talking about that guy who worked at the Horns department store? And I was yes. like, oh, she was blackmailing him, but he's a douchebag and he gets killed anyway. Yeah. Yeah, this is him. So she takes the place of one of the girls serving him because he was sending the girls from the department store to the brothel. Right. Which makes sense because Ben Horn owns both. So she threatens him into giving information. And that's when she finds out that her dad is indeed the owner. Now, you thought she would have found that out when he tried to fuck her. But I guess she needed a little bit more confirmation than that. (laughs) And uh and she he confirms that Emery is the one who recruited Laurel Palmer and Renette to to be um, prostitutes or whatever. Yeah. And he tells her that Laura was fired from the brothel for using drugs, but Ben didn't know her and that he made it his business to entertain all the girls, meaning that Ben used to fuck Laura. Ah. Yeah. So. Emery says that Laura knew Ben was the owner and that she always got her way, just like Audrey. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but like, okay. So meanwhile, Major Briggs, who we've mentioned briefly, but he plays a big role in season two. Season two is a lot more supernatural. Yeah. Um, So that's Bobby's dad. He visits Coop in his room at the Great Northern and Briggs tells him that There was a message for him, and he explains that part of his job is maintenance of deep space monitors aimed at distant galaxies. And the message was written in clear English, and it says the owls are not what they seem. And it arrived the night in which Coop was shot. When Coop asks Briggs how he knew that the message was for him, Briggs shows him another message from the same night that says Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. Later that night, Coop falls asleep and has another conversation with so like, the giant. This this part is this part as confusing to you as it is to me. Like it ends sorry, up, are you telling me there's like aliens involved? No, it's a message from um it's more of a message from the Black Lodge. And the alternate universe. An alternate universe. Okay. Yeah. That's more what this plays into, which is kind of crazy because uh it doesn't actually this actually ties into season three more than it ties into anything else in season two. Like it ends because season two ends with him going into the Black Lodge, you know? Right. And season three picks up with him in the Black Lodge. Right. So it has more to do with that than anything else. And that's why my tattoo is all Black Lodge. Because that's the part I like the best. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why season three is such a disappointment. 
So he's awake. So anyway, so he's dreaming and he talks to the giant or whatever. And blah, blah, who cares? Um, he's awakened by the phone. He answers and Audrey Horn asks him why he's not there. Audrey says, you know, why aren't you here? I'm in so much trouble. And their conversations interrupted by Emery Battis and Blackie O'Reilly. Blackie says to Audrey, Miss Horn, you don't even know how much trouble you're in. Not by a long shot. They hang up the phone and you realize they've got Audrey. They realize who she is and they've got her strung out on heroin. Oh, yeah. So. Um. John Renault is the another Renault brother, right. right? And he's like, he's a Who's bad the guy. one armed man. His name is, and it's funny because the first time I watched it, I got them all confused too because he's got a Canadian name, but it's right. because they're on the Canadian border. Right. His name is um, Philip Michael Gerard. Gerard. Okay. So John Renault goes to Ben Horn and he asks him for money for One Eyed Jacks. He says that he proposes a partnership wherein Ben delivers Agent Cooper to Renault because he wants him for his um, for the murder of his brother, even though he didn't actually do anything. So anyway, he wants that. He's like, you know, we have we have Audrey. He's like, I'm just the middleman. He's like, but they have Audrey and they want one hundred twenty five thousand dollars for Audrey, which doesn't seem like a whole lot of money. No, really. Not when you own all that business, that business. But he's like, but if you have Coop deliver the one hundred twenty five thousand. Then well, I feel like. When you're determining what your ransom is. It's it's not always about how much they can pay. It's it's it, it can be like, how much would they be willing to pay quickly? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like, what's the most we could ask for that would, you know, would would he be willing to pay and just be like, fine, just go away. Right. But would also be a significant enough amount that would be worth kidnapping another person. Right. So he's like, send Coop, send one hundred twenty five thousand. And and, you know, like, we'll just we'll call it a day. And he's like, I will keep Coop and I will kill him. And then, you know, I'll give them the one hundred twenty five thousand and then we'll be done. He's like, oh, okay, that's, you know, it's fine. Ben Horn calls Coop, explains the situation. And he's like, well, why didn't you call the cops? You can't just call the FBI for stuff like this. And he's like, I trust you. Well, then Coop leaves and then Hank comes walking out. And he's like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, kill Coop, kill Renault, take the 125000 and bring it back to me <laughs> with Audrey. Wow. Yeah. So he's trying to to like double cross. Well, then Coop like... Tells Sheriff Truman the plan and they start like they're like, we're not paying one hundred twenty five thousand. And he's like, we're going to go in, get the jump on them. We'll figure it all out and we'll bring back Audrey and the money, you know. So they they figure it all. They figure it all out. And then uh, uh, they go up to Canada. They break into one eye jacks and Coop has this awesome scene where he fucking just punches this prostitute in the gut. It's so great, dude. <laughs> Why? Like, cause she's going for a knife in her, in her boot. Oh, okay. And he sees it in the mirror and he just like sucker punches in her. It was so great. It's so, <laughs> it's awesome. So they bring, they bring her home. They, they bring back Audrey and they get her off the, the heroin and it takes her a while. And then they have, um, Audrey and Ben have this, Ben Horn have this like touching scene where they're talking and she's like, Remember when you tried to have sex with me, Dad? Yeah. Okay. She's like, she's like, I was prudent. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and he says he's owned, he's owned One-Eyed Jack for five years. And then he knew Laura. And then he slept with her. And 
And she's like, well, did you kill her? And he's like, I loved her. He doesn't actually answer the question, but he didn't kill her, but he doesn't actually answer the question. So at the hospital, Doc Hayward tells Shelly that Leo is permanently brain damaged. And Bobby's like, that's great. We can get $5,000 a month of disability. Let's bring Leo (laughs) home. (laughs) Yeah, let's bring Leo home. And Shelly's like, okay, we're going to bring him home. I'm not going to testify against him because remember, Leo tried to kill her at the end of the thing at the end of of season one. And he's like, we're going to bring him home and we're going to um, we're going to like customize the house for him because he's his wheelchair. He's a vegetable. And they throw him this hilarious welcome home party and they put him in a hat and they have kazoos. I send you that picture sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, it's, it's so funny. So they're all sitting at a table and they're going over the bills. And after they pay all the bills, they have $42 left over every month. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because the police seized Leo's truck and they seized his Corvette and anything that might have been associated with a crime. So they right. have nothing left. And they're complaining about all these bills. And Leo cries out like... <sighs> Out of nowhere, he's just like, ah! <laughs> and they like, Shelly and Bobby just start screaming. And every time I watch it, it makes me laugh out loud because it's so funny. Like, it's hilarious. And then they start getting right. They start being able, like, Leo starts being able to talk. But all he can say is, new shoes. That's why when you were saying new shoes, yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. Because all Leo can say is, new shoes. And it's like on the breath. Yeah, it's it's like that scene in uh, Princess Bride. Yeah, like when he's like true love, yeah. but it's like new shoes. <laughs> so funny. So, so anyway, um, remember all those letters under the nails that freaked yes. me out in season one. Okay, so in episodes three of season two, they find uh, the letter B under Renette's nails. Now, the reason that that's super gross is because number one, they found that one in season one like they already did that and the other reason is that she's been on on like she's been on a guard like they've had a guard watching her so she hasn't she's had 24 hour guard and they had found like her iv had been tampered with Hmm. so someone had like bribed the guard or something and came in fucked with her iv and shoved a little b under her name so if you or under her nail so if you've been following we have the letters almost a complete Robert Robert at this okay. point. So <laughs> I forgot what they spelled out. Yeah. Bob is what they're spelling out. Robert. So. Episode four of season two starts with um, Leland Palmer being questioned for the murder of Jacques Renault. So he suffocated him and he he claims, you know, temporary insanity. And they're like, OK, and he's released on his own recognizance until he can actually have his trial, his real trial. Yeah. And he, um, Josie also came back after the fire. She took off to Seattle and she comes back and it's like, she's being super fucking weird. There's like all these weird Asians following her around now. (laughs) And she's calling them, um, her assistants, but they're clearly not her assistants. Like, I don't know if she's sleeping with them. Like, I don't really understand. And she's clearly working for someone named Mr. Eckert. I don't know. It doesn't matter. She's the worst. And then episode four also saw the introduction of Mr. Tashimura, oh who is actually 
Catherine Martell, who See, faked her own death. This is where the show just so many bad turns in season two. Yeah. So we ignore all this. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna skip all this. I'm kind of done with. I'm kind of done with all this, but we're just gonna we're just gonna go to the big reveal. Like That's I, my favorite part. I'm done. I'm done talking about the rest of this. So, who killed Laura Palmer? At the end of the episode seven in season two, we see Laura. Spoiler, Lee, Steve. Sorry. Yeah, Steve said we were like ruined it, or you ruined it. Supposedly. I didn't ruin it. Thirty years. At the end of episode seven, season two, Leland Palmer smiles at himself in the mirror, and we see Bob smile back. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, dude, I remember when I saw that and I was like, the fuck? Yeah. The uh, fuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Leland puts on a pair of latex gloves and Maddie, who is that bitch I don't really like all that much, um, shouts that she smells something burning. She enters the living room and she sees Sarah lying on the floor because Leland had drugged her. And she flees at the sight of Leland. So Bob pulls her back in the room and he chokes her. Bob Leland? Yes, Bob Leland. So okay. the way that this is shot is what I talked about in last week's episode. It cuts back and forth. Between so the, yeah. so like the action is fluid, but the person who is doing it cuts back and forth between Bob and Leland. So Bob Leland pulls her back into the room. He chokes her. He beats her unconscious and then he picks her up and he spins her around while continually changing form. He kisses her face. And he's sobbing Laura's name and he suddenly smashes her head against a picture. And she goes limp and then he pushes a letter under her fingernail. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's it. Oh, that's the good stuff. You left a lot of the shitty stuff out of season two. Thankfully. I purposely did. Yeah. Like it was and I have a lot of it in my notes, but I was just like. And then, well, then there's the whole thing where where Coop goes to the Black Lodge and stuff. That's later in season two. Yeah, but that was really cool, though. And Annie comes into it. That's like when it, they had all these other storylines that had nothing to do with Laura Palmer for the most part. Yeah. And and now, granted, the show is called Twin Peaks. I mean, it's not about it's about the city exclusively. But they, man, right. they, the other stories were just like, what? I, I don't care about any of this shit. Dude, it was so much stupid shit going on. Yeah. But yeah, I purposely left out <laughs> a lot because season season two was like it had a lot of my favorite moments in it. Yeah. But it was also garbage. It's hard, you know? Yes. And, and, I had, and you're right. It, it had some really cool moments, but and there I had were all few my notes, between. like all my notes, including the garbage shit. Like yeah. it really did. But I was like, mm, "Do you under blanket, buddy?" All right, so I'm going to go into my topic that nobody cares about. Yeah, something near and dear to my heart. Some more selective history of Spider-Man. Last week us, I covered. You can tell us about Spider Pig. No. Spider-Pig has nothing to do with Spider-Man. That is a song that Homer Simpson sings in the Simpsons movie. You guys tell us about Spider-Ham? Maybe. Last week I just covered the actual artist creation of Spider-Man, Stanley, Steve Ditko. This week I thought I would kind of just talk about my introduction to the character as a kid and why I like, why, why Spider-Man is pretty much my favorite comic book hero. Okay. Despite the fact that you thought it was Batman. Because it is. It's pretty yeah. much a close. Batman's a close second. A very close second. And I'll, I'll say, I'll, I think this is why. Because aside from the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, I watch Batman movies more than any other comic book movie. Because those are the best movies. 
mm-hmm. other than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Batman has always had, he has some of the best stories in comics. He has some of the best movies and he has some of the best video games. He, and he's had some of the best cartoons. Like he, for whatever reason, writers write really good Batman stuff. And I don't know why. But first, Maggie wants to hear about Spider-Ham. I do. So we're going to talk about Spider-Ham. So that's, that's don't. I can't reach it. Don't, don't touch Spider-Ham. It will fall right over. I can't believe you have a Spider-Ham figure. Where did you get him? When? How long um, have you had that? That was so I could build that giant Venom. You had to buy like seven figures to put in each figure had a piece of Venom. That's good marketing. Yeah, they do that all the time, the build a figure thing. And I think, I, can't, I don't know, I don't think he was his own figure. Though. I feel like he came with someone else, but he might have been his own figure. I don't remember. Why is it his snout has a little itty bitty <laughs> right. Spider-Man mask? All right. So anyway, uh, Spider-Ham first appeared in November of 1983 in a comic book called Marvel Tales Number 1. Tales is spelled T-A-I-L-S. Yeah. That's clever. That's my kind of. Yeah. And I get behind that. Marvel Tales number one starring Peter Porker, the spectacular spider ham, which was then followed up by an ongoing bi-monthly series. Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Man ham. Sorry. Under Marvel's <laughs> Star Comics imprint. So I'll just quickly go over his his origins. Peter Porker was born a spider named Peter. He wasn't Peter Porker yet. Yes. He resided in the basement lab of May Porker, a slightly goofy animal scientist who had created the world's first atomic powered hairdryer, hoping that the introduction of nuclear fusion into America's beauty salons would revolutionize the hair care industry. After dousing her head with water and activating the dryer, May Porker accidentally irradiated herself and in a fit of delusion bit Peter the spider <laughs> like you do <laughs> who then found himself transformed into an anthropomorphic swine much like may porker herself all right all right <laughs> and so everybody he retained his spider abilities and became a pig basically is what happened that's how that's how spider ham came about so he's been obviously just kind of a joke character yeah like he he palled around i am what? not impressed <laughs> With this. So he, he palled around with uh, Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Captain America and Hulk Bunny. Uh, so uh, and they would, he would that. like his one of his recurring enemies was Duck Door Doom. <laughs> so, yeah, they just had this whole goofy anthropomorphic Marvel universe, obviously aimed at, at little kids and stuff. So anyway, we'll get I'm that like out of the way. Sold on that i thought at first it was dumb but then i heard about duck door doom <laughs> duck door <laughs> like maybe i wanna maybe i'm in so actually what i was going to talk about though oh, is my runny nose and how sick i am you need a tissue i have tissues no i think i'm just gonna snort snot the whole episode is fine so now i'm just gonna basically try to remember how i got introduced to spider-man because it wasn't through comic books okay and but it was it was in the 80s my earliest memories go back to two different TV shows. One was called The Electric Company, which was... Morgan Freeman? Is that who's on? 
I was going to reveal that. <laughs> like, can I, can I get to that part? You can't just shout out the one thing you know about the electric company. So anyway. You told me you wanted this to be more conversational, so I was trying to converse. <laughs> that's that's not really con conversing. That's just shouting out shit. Have anyway. You, have you never conversed with me? That's how I converse. So one of these shows was called The Electric Company, which was an educational show that was actually from the 70s. And I'm guessing I saw it in the maybe late 70s, or early 80s. Yeah. And went when they were rerunning it. But there was a segment on this show called Spidey Super Stories. Oh. And yeah. And it was live action. There was a guy in a Spider-Man suit. And the, the, like I said, the show was educational. It aired on PBS as part of the Children's Television Network. Could you use a donation? <laughs> like right. that was so that was straight <laughs> off there. Well, that's what that's what I remember. Breaks. That's these are the memories I have. They're just embedded. And they would have these segments. Now, again, the, the show was mostly about, from what I remember, teaching grammar and and speech and reading and stuff like that. Like it, it was very language oriented. So these spider spidey super stories, Spider-Man never spoke. He would get word bubbles like in the comics. So other characters in these little sketches would speak, okay, including actor Morgan Freeman, as you said. Morgan is one of Morgan Freeman's early jobs, but yeah, he was on the Electric Company. He would be in the Spider. Other cast members too. That's the only one that's really notable, in my opinion. For the record, I've never, I never saw it until we had children, and you made us buy like season one or season five or season early season. Of yeah, the they didn't have Spidey Super Stories until like season four or five. I read. Yeah. You made us buy it, yeah, and that's the only reason I knew Morgan Freeman was on it. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I was born in the 80s. Apparently, I was excited to see that show on DVD. Yeah. So, that's a thing. But yeah, but yeah, apparently, they didn't start those until like the fourth or fifth season or something. And they were, they were really terrible, but I just love seeing Spider-Man. So, I remember that. And I also remember uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which was a show that starred Spider-Man. And uh, Iceman, you know, one of the X-Men and then a girl named Firestar because they wanted like a fire and ice kind of vibe and they couldn't get the human torch for the show for licensing reasons because, you know, Marvel was always licensing their stuff out. So they created Firestar just for the show and later introduced her into the comics. You know, and this was a typical 80s cartoon from what I remember. Not great, but I remember watching that. I remember seeing those three characters interacting. And the other thing I remember is the 1967 Spider-Man cartoon. They would rerun that every day in the afternoon. And I'd watch that in the summertime. And I love that. I love the show. I love that's where the theme song came from. Everybody knows the, the amazing Spider-Man theme song. And that's where all the great memes come from too. That <laughs> yeah. You see. Yeah. And that's also kind of provided me with a little bit of a Mandela effect because Spider-Man has like, he has that symbol on his back. It's like a red. It looks like a red tick, basically, on his. You know what I'm talking about? Like a shirt, but no, no, no. It's like round. It's like round, and it has like just on four the little sides. Yeah, yeah, four little legs on each side. And for some reason, I was like, man, I, I, I thought they he only they only drew six legs, even though it's you know spiders have eight legs. I, I thought they always had six, but it turns out they only did it in the 1967 cartoon. But they did have something that had six legs instead of eight because it was there was also parts of his costume that didn't have webs on it just because they didn't want to animate that stuff all the time back then. So those things. And then the other thing, there was a CBS 
live action TV show that uh, apparently, and I don't, I positive I did not see this when it actually aired, but it, it would they would rerun it on like local channels and stuff. I thought they were like made for TV movies, so I don't know if they smashed a bunch of episodes together. And it was fucking terrible. Like it was so incredibly boring. It had like none of the villains. Uh, Spider Man wasn't funny. You know, it was just it was terrible. And the, the effects were terrible for the time. They weren't for a TV show it was actually, you know, pretty good. I mean, now I went back and looked and I want to put up links. So if anybody wants to see any clips from these shows, we'll have links on our website uh, to YouTube. So you, you can see some of these uh, stories and stuff, because I, I, I just found them uh, going back. <laughs> it's like I, it's it's just it's very funny what as a child you find entertaining, but I do remember finding like, that Spider Man TV show incredibly boring. It was there's it's like when I tried to rewatch Dinosaurs. Oh my god! Yeah. Nope. No, that doesn't hold up at all. <laughs> Don't do <laughs> that, it. Yeah, that's that's not a good show. Mm-hmm. But the the CBS Spider Man TV series is the one that stood out to me because I remember not liking it. I remember watching it because I just wanted to see Spider Man, and I swear he was in it for like five minutes at a time like they barely had any spider-man i didn't understand the plots that were going on at the time because i was a kid it was made for you know a superhero show or whatever yeah and then i thought we could also just maybe talk about the spider-man movies oh i could talk about those kind of some of them i don't i can't really talk about andrew garfield do you have a favorite spider-man movie probably homecoming spider-man homecoming yeah now that is that is the best spider-man movie uh, that is the most accurate Peter Parker, t- true to the comics. Yeah. The the kid actually looks like he's in. It's the closest age they've gotten to somebody in high school. I think he was like 20 when they filmed it. And, you know, he's just small and, and very young. He seems looking. very vulnerable. Whereas like he's very. I'm pretty sure Tobey Maguire was like 27 and we were supposed to believe he was in high school. Tobey Maguire looks young. I mean, like I could see. He didn't look like also, he was in high school to me. But anyway, so, eyes. so I was also going to address the fact that we, we still haven't had like a great Spider-Man movie as good as Spider-Man Homecoming is and Spider-Man 2. Like there's nothing on the level of like the Dark Knight or Winter Soldier or anything like Spider-Man. You really has, like Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is amazing. Have you seen it? Maybe I haven't. <laughs> like, Do you remember it at all? <laughs> Not really. It's so there's good. There's a scene, right? There's that... all there's a bunch of scenes. It has huh. all the scenes. <laughs> Robert Redford's in it. Do you remember him? No, I don't think I've seen it. Holy shit. How have you not seen? But what, what I was going to say Civil War. Have you not seen? Remember Winter when we Soldier? saw Civil War? Yeah. And you were so excited to see all these characters that you had no idea were going to be in a Captain no America idea. movie. I had no idea. <sighs> I wish I wish I could go in with that. ignorance. I, would, I had no idea. I'm sure we've talked about it on the podcast, but you guys, I had. No idea. I was like, I thought this was a Captain America movie. And I was like dead serious. I was like genuinely surprised. Are, I was like, what are all these people doing in this movie? What's funny to me is the fact that somehow living with me. I, I think I, I feel like through osmosis, you should just know some of this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I try. I try so hard. Oh, I meant to talk about this when we did our new segment. I try really hard to keep my blinders on. Yeah, because sometimes certain things I want to keep my blinders on for my own sanity. Other things I want to keep my blinders on because. I don't care. Yeah. And recently I've been trying to keep my blinders on because of Trump. 
Right. <laughs> you don't want to know what's going on with that shit show. I'm so it stresses me out. And I, I yeah. like to read about it. I like to know. Which is good. One of us should know. Right. So with the whole op-ed thing, which is kind of. Op-ed thing. And then also Bob Woodward's book. Like they released ex- excerpts like the day before. About, within like a day this. of each other. They oh. had all this stuff. Oh, I'm so stressed out. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. So anyway, I try really hard. And like. I try really hard to keep my blinders on. And the other night, Sean comes to bed and he wants to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. You can tell me. And that the next morning, it was all Facebook recommended to me. I had managed to avoid it for two days. It wasn't recommended to me as news stories. It didn't show up in my Apple News. Like I had managed to avoid it in all the algorithms. Sean told me one night in bed with my phone next to me, and it's all that's showing up to me. So people who tell you your phones aren't listening to you, is they're lying to you. I think everybody knows their phones are listening. But you know what? I love my phone for listening to me. I love it. Like, I feel like it saved me a lot of research. <laughs> like, I don't have to look so hard for shit I like. No. However, you, you don't like told the Trump about, stuff. I, I wish people would stop talking to me about it. Right now, Trump reignites national anthem controversy, mocks NFL viewership ahead of games. That's all he did. Dude, that's all. That's his distraction tactic. To, under like under comedy videos, I have Ariana Grande's ponytail has a mind of its own. Don't know so what anyway, that's about. Let's go back to Spider-Man. Oh, OK, <laughs> so let's, let's go back to Spider-Man. So with the movies. Yeah. I, I really liked the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire ones at the time. The first two, especially third one, not so much. Third one had some moments I really liked, but it really got wrecked and they they really messed up Venom. Dude, but going, that one was garbage. But going that back. That third one was garbage. Going back in those, I think the first one came out in 2002, so it's about 16 years old. Going back and watching, it doesn't hold up that well. <laughs> it just I really it liked it at the time. I remember yeah. driving home. We lived at, at Timbertop at the time. Yeah. And I remember driving home and I really liked it. I yes. cried when Uncle Ben died. I oh, remember yeah. telling you how much I liked it. Like I remember being like shocked. Yeah, you didn't know Spider-Man's origin. Ah. I'm so jealous. Like I would love to walk in these movies. Like now, part of the reason it doesn't hold up is because what has happened with comic book movies with the Dark Knight trilogy and the Marvel Cinematic Universe have just really They've escalated the a level yeah. of quality. Right. And when I when we were watching it and it was like that scene and it was the first one, the scene with um, the first one is the first one's Green Goblin, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that scene with like Mary Jane on the goddamn balcony, oh, on the balcony. And, the balcony yeah. and it's falling and I'm like, oof. So I'm not even talking about effects work. I just mean the writing and stuff. A lot of it. It's just it but I got to tell you, Sam Raimi shots are so old timey yes. that they that they hold up because they're so they're from another time anyway. Yeah. So his shots hold up like his his actual scenes. They would hold up if the effects were there. Yeah. And but like Green Goblin's costumes, they it didn't look it good. didn't look good in two thousand two. No, it, it didn't. doesn't. It certainly it looked like a, a Power Rangers villain even back then. The effects did not look good in two thousand. Well, I you know what they looked great yeah. back then. I, I well here's here's what did look good is nobody says anything about how Spider Man looks swinging around, which was great to see at the time. You got to remember going from. Oh, and I don't complain about that now. That's what I mean. Like some of the effects absolutely do hold up, and yeah. and that's one of the most important ones. And 
when you when I had because I have memories of that CBS show. So going from like that to the yeah. Sam Raimi effects, it's just leaps and bounds so much better. Uh, but again, there this and the Spider-Man Two is is probably most people's favorite Spider-Man movie. And Doc Ock is a great villain. Oh yeah, fantastic villain. There's probably the best fight scenes of any Spider-Man movie are in Spider-Man Two. Like I'll I'll say that, but I I think the reason I just like Spider-Man: Homecoming is, is because the actual characterization of Spider-Man was so perfect. Well, well, Homecoming, and it has it has the best Spider-Man suit, the best Peter Parker, uh, just the the best overall. Spider-Man Two is probably considered by most to be like you know the best Spider-Man movie, but there's parts of it that are just kind of cheesy. And again, I don't even mean the effects or anything. I just some of the story bits are kind of lame. And I, I think Homecoming, with its its more modern vibe, is a lot better. And then the next one, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, hopefully will have a lot more Spider-Man type action in it. And then Spider-Man 3, like they wasted Venom. Now, that was a whole debacle, though. Like the studio got involved when they shouldn't have. Sam Raimi, again, like you, you mentioned, it, with, with his old school style, he, he was a Spider-Man fan of the comic book. So he liked all the old villains. He was not a fan of Venom. That wasn't his era. Right, he had stopped reading new. comics by then. Right. So, you know, he knew Sandman and Green Goblin and, and Dr. Octopus and all that. So he wanted to do a movie with Spider-Man and Sandman, from what I understand. And the studio was like, no, no, no. We, and this is fucking Sony, of course. And so Sony fucking still has no fucking idea what they're fucking doing. Sorry, I get really excited about Sony because they suck. Anyway, so th this is why I shouldn't be excited for the Venom movie coming out next month because they're in charge of it. But anyway, they... I thought it works since that... that um. Venom's a trilogy? Probably. True? I mean, it might be. I haven't looked into it. Of course, they're trying to create their own cinematic universe. And they might steal Tom Holland from back from the Marvel Universe. It hasn't been decided yet. Yeah, because that's that's they they made all the money off of Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, they Marvel got the licensing money like for merchandise. But it's a Columbia Pictures movie. Marvel was totally involved or they were the only people involved creatively and Sony, they, they like bankrolled it and they, they got the profits from it. That's how bad Marvel just wanted to get Spider-Man into the MCU that they were happy with just doing the merchandising rights. But again, Spider-Man being the biggest, the biggest licensed character, yeah, it mean. makes sense. So, but so, but they did, they did cut that deal. Oh, right. I don't know. But anyway, Sony came in and they were like, you got to get Venom in this movie. And I, I understand Venom is one of the most popular villains of the last 25 years. You know, like there hasn't been a lot of villains that are newer. Like you think there's like Harley Quinn for Batman. She's yeah. a relatively new one. Um, and I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, like Winter Soldier is kind of a new character. Uh, it's a villain? Yeah, Winter Soldier. I thought that was Bucky. You've got to see this movie. Jesus fucking Christ. I can't believe we're watching it after this. I swear to God. How will this get edited? I don't give a shit. Like, you have to watch Winter Soldier. Our listeners would agree. I can't believe you. Have, I've watched it like a million times. I, I can't even fathom how this is possible that you, you haven't seen this movie. Wait, is that the one with the guy and the German? The German guy? Arnim Zola? Where they're like... The Swedish guy. He's actually, I think he's Swiss. Is it the one with the guy who's like... Who like that? It starts the thing with the Wakanda. What? 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 What are you? What, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you, 
<laughs> a German okay. guy and the thing okay. with Wakanda. Okay. And then there's like a bathtub and then he actually kills the one guy. Oh, no, that's Civil War. Oh, it's a war. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Baron. You're thinking of Baron Zemo. I saw Civil War. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, okay, so we have to we have to remedy that. Holy shit! I can't believe I, I have had that movie on like a million times, and now I've lost my train of thought because I'm so distracted by the fact that you haven't seen Winter Soldier yet. Oh yeah, but but the villain. So Venom is a hugely popular villain. One of the most, and Deadpool started off as a villain too, so you could probably throw him in there. But for, for what I thought, hey, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, everybody. For spoiler for what? Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Spoiler alert. Yeah, Deadpool um, 2 spoiler alert incoming. Remember when I thought Cable was a bad guy? <laughs> yes, everybody did. That blew my mind, though, too. Like, how do you not know Cable's a good guy? Uh, but I forget that comic books are not important to most people. So anyway, Venom. <laughs> That's all. I'm just trying to talk about Venom. So what are you trying to talk about? Sony shoehorned Venom into that movie. And it was fucking terrible. They got Topher Grace. You know, Venom is this giant dude. He's fucking like even Eddie Brock, who is the character, the human that bonds with the Venom symbiote. Symbiote. Yeah, he he's a big guy. And then when he's Venom, he's like even bigger, you know. And so what do they do? They get Topher fucking Grace to be Venom. Could you imagine if your name's Christopher and you're like, call me Topher. So and again, Spider-Man 3 has some really cool scenes in it there when Peter Parker is fighting uh, Harry Osborn like they're in, in Pete's Pete's not even costumed up or anything. That's a great fight scene. It's Pete. Peter Parker. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who's Pete? It's short for Peter. <laughs> I'm picturing Pete Hornberger from 30 Rock. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Like Harry calls him Pete all the time. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yep. That's a great fight scene. Sandman is great. And like where they were going with that story was really good. And then there's just all this Venom shit that does not belong. They could have continued. And again, they were short sighted back then. This is pre Marvel Cinematic Universe. So and because Sony is fucking stupid, they were short sighted. They were just like, well, we got to make all this money now. They didn't, you know, they have this huge rogues gallery of, of villains. For these characters, they could make movie after movie after movie after movie. Burn Instead, them they're bridges, like, Sean, burn like, them. But, You'll never work for Sony. Just burn them. <laughs> I fucking burn hate them. Sony, though. It doesn't matter. I, after I what they you, did after as yeah, when, when you, I met you, yes, you everything you owned was Sony. That's right. It, yes. And this that's why I hate them now, because when my fucking PS3 died and I sent it, you know, I, I sent it in. I paid to have it repaired because it was it was two years outside of warranty. And they sent me another PS3. And then I, I don't even want to go into all of it. But basically, I couldn't just slap in my old hard drive. They make you format it. I remember. I remember. And it was this. a whole nightmare. So I lost all all this progress in games. And then they gave me a 90 day warranty on my new PS3. And then it died after like 37 days or something. And they wouldn't replace it. And I'm like, I'm fucking done with Sony. And the, as you see, you don't the other than my PlayStation, which I'll always have the game systems. I have Samsung TV. I have an Ankyo receiver. I don't have Sony shit anymore. I don't buy their shit. And like you said, I had all Sony stuff, CD player, DVD player, Blu-ray player, receiver, television, every Sony. television I had, everything was Sony. Turn my back on them. And I feel totally justified in doing that. I have no desire to work for them. I'll work for you, Sony. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, actually, I probably, I, probably would. But, but like, I don't want. I'm also going to shit talk you the whole time because <laughs> you're a garbage company. However, I love Canon. I'm looking into a Canon camera right now. <laughs> 
But yeah, I'm, I, I'm fucking. I, I turn none of the, none of our TVs are Sony anymore. No. Like I stopped buying no. everything. Everything's been our last dinosaur out there in the garage is Sony, and that's it. Yeah, that that old. We uh, have a CRT. I'm pretty sure I have the last tube TV ever made. Yeah, I have an HD tube television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it exists. <laughs> 1080i widescreen. Dude, screen. I found a, a flat screen out there. Yeah, that it. was uh, Logan's old TV. Yeah. Do we have a TV graveyard out there? <laughs> we should, I really got to get through that garage. That garage, man. That's insane. So anyway, then you have just briefly the Amazing Spider-Man movies directed by Mark Webb, starring your boy, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Garfield hates Mondays and loves lasagna. <laughs> That's right. That's from Bojack Horseman. So he's... The ugliest fucking Peter Parker I've ever seen. Not that Peter Parker needs to be handsome, but Andrew Garfield is butthole fucking ugly. Would you agree? I'm not trying to attack people on their looks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was going to say, like, dude, his ass. Uh, well, here's why. Because I'm I don't understand. Because he's like a heartthrob. Chicks think he's hot. Yeah. Like, if you read. Yeah, if you if you read reviews of the Spider-Man movies, they have like these, you know, Heart heartthrob Andrew Garfield. No. Listen, yeah. First of all, who is saying heartthrob? Nobody says heartthrob. Number two. I don't know that that's what they, these aren't direct quotes, yeah. but they, they refer to him as. Did you get that off of uh, Tiger Beat magazine? Yes. Like, no. The one with no. Alyssa Milano in it. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Like, no. I don't like Andrew Garfield. I don't, but I just don't like Andrew Garfield. I don't like, have a, I, don't I actually don't have a problem with him. I got mad at him. And not even because he, I got mad at him because of his characterization of Spider-Man was fucking terrible. He was a cocky douchebag. Yeah. Like he was basically Flash Thompson. He had he had the perfect physique for Spider-Man. Like real skinny, you know, but muscular, perfect physique, terrible face, but terrible characterization. The worst part was the fact that and again, he, he probably played it as it was written. So you probably have to go back to the writers and the director. Yeah. Who did not correct them. Right. And that's what they were like. He's always been like a geeky dude. And, and he wasn't. He's like this skateboarding cool kid. And it, it just wasn't Peter Parker again. It was like Tobey Maguire's was much closer. Tobey Maguire was like emo Spider-Man. Yeah. And not just in the third one. He was just always kind of sad. His eyes always looked real. Dead. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like <laughs> he's always on the verge of tears. He kind of looked like. <laughs> Like a chihuahua or a chameleon. Like, <laughs> like, your eyes just look damp. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah it, and those movies aren't even terrible. They have some great action scenes, but they spend those movies have more in common with like Twilight than they do Spider-Man. They spend a lot of time on the Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker romance. And okay. again, they go go back to the comics. There, There's a lot of real life Peter Parker stuff, but just it's very teenage MTV style romance. It, 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 they weren't great. The Spider-Man Homecoming comes along. romance on MTV? I, I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah there neither. isn't that. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't actually know. Me neither. But you don't, but when they have shows, like what are the, what is that show they had? Didn't they have like a werewolf show or something? I've never actually seen it. They have shows. They do. I, I read. Have a werewolf Tim, show? I think so. On MTV? MTV, if you don't have a werewolf show and you're looking for one, we have an idea. But they did they did Scream and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, like I tried that to watch level that. of storytelling is what I'm trying to say. And then Homecoming came along. Perfect Peter Parker. Brought him into the modern age. Uh-huh. Great cast of characters. Dude, Ned. 
That is fantastic. He's, he's fantastic. <laughs> like, they created him for that series, like he and is. he's he's fantastic. I like their take on Flash Thompson, more of a modern day bully. Like he was yeah. always getting punched and stuff. And I'm not saying that doesn't go on, but it seems like not, bullying more is a lot more modern. verbal, yeah, uh, and, and things like that. So they they brought in a a, a different take on Flash Thompson, with which I like. And then you think, of course, Liz is Liz Allen the whole time, but she turns out to be Liz Toombs. So nobody thought that I thought that because Liz Allen was one of his friends in high school. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, you assume it's Liz Allen. That's why they, her name was Liz. And then they do the big twist for the comic book nerds. And it turns out she's actually Liz Toombs, which is Adrian Toombs's daughter, which is. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Shit. It's been a year. It's not a it's spoiler been, for anyone. It's been a solid year. <laughs> Nobody's spoiled. People haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming. Spoiled. Nobody knows what that is, though. That wasn't a spoil. <laughs> like, that's not a twist. <laughs> what do you like, mean nobody, nobody knows what, what is? Spider-Man Homecoming? People know what that is. Why are you just staring at me? Who's Liz Toombs? That's the character that is Adrian Toombs' daughter. Why are you grabbing me? <laughs> you know who Vulture is? Yeah. Okay, Vulture is 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 Tombs. Yeah. Yeah. And she I saw the movie. Yeah, she's his daughter. Yeah. That was a twist. Yeah. Okay. So what's the problem? I'm confused. I'm confused now. I don't understand. Why are you staring at me? Because this doesn't translate asking, to podcasts. Because I don't understand what the spoiler is. Be, because you don't you don't know that she's the bad guy's daughter. Oh, oh, I did. Oh, because I've seen it. <laughs> oh, I just figured out. You guys, I have a cold. I'm not thinking. <laughs> I'm not thinking clearly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, I knew that. How is that a spoiler? We we got there. <laughs> we finally got there. You guys have a cold. Leave me alone. So anyway, so hopefully this will be our last episode about topics that no one cares about but you and I. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, but, oh, oh, but I, I got to throw this in. So the I want to do Spider-Man because the Insomniac Games, the game developer, released Spider-Man. Marvel. It's called Marvel Spider-Man. For the PS4 is only on the PS4 and I picked it up and it's fantastic. Best Spider-Man game ever. I know that's not saying a lot, but I know a lot of people love Spider-Man 2, which came out in the PS2 era. And Spider-Man 2 is actually a shit game that just has really good web swinging mechanics. Uh, but there haven't been like there hasn't been a great Spider-Man game. There's been some pretty good ones, some decent ones. This is one on the level with the fantastic Batman games, the Batman Arkham games. And it's great. If you have a PS4, pick it up unreservedly. It's it's, it's great. Unreservedly. Yes. Just without hesitation, go pick it unless up. You, you won't be disappointed. It. Unless you, case, if you hate Spider-Man, you won't like it. But, and plus it's got this great photo mode. Man. I, I work with somebody who hates Spider-Man. He's a chemist and he hates Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> it blew my mind too. <laughs> like, How do you hate Spider-Man? What a benign character. <laughs> he just didn't like all the a lot of the things they did with the fact that they changed. It's so cute. They changed him from making his webs to organic webs to oh, going like back. Oh, like he hates a specific like iteration? certain thing, the things that they've done with him, apparently. But yeah, but yeah, that's all I got for this week. Okay, cool. All right.
So that's everything then. So. Sorry, uh, you guys don't like last week's episode or this week's episode. Like, sorry about that. But hey, follow but, uh, us on Facebook maybe, and Instagram. Maybe next week will be better. Maybe it won't. I guess <laughs> maybe, you'll have to wait but, to see. But if nothing else, we'll have an episode next week. Right. So we're we got nothing. That. <laughs> we're nothing if not consistently putting shit out. Right. <laughs> we're creating Gotta give content. us that. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.